Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Mental Health Casual. I'm your host, Lucky, and today we're going over to the Leaves subreddit, which is all about quitting marijuana or anything like that. So edibles, uh, basically just getting high in general. Uh, first of all, I just want to make a distinction here. I don't know. I'm sure a lot of you probably know this by now because the marijuana education has been like pretty, pretty good for the last, I don't say maybe like 10 years, maybe even longer than that. But you know, when I'm talking about like quitting marijuana, I'm not talking about things like CBD. It's mainly THC that we're talking about because CBD is more of an anti-inflammatory. It, it doesn't give you that high feeling that a THC does. So before I go any further, you know, cause I did have, um, did have uh, William Branham on the podcast on Monday. So if you haven't checked that out, you can either check that out on here or on my YouTube channel. But one of the things that I ended up, we ended up talking about with CBD and how good it is for, for PTSD and all that kind of stuff. So just, just making sure, you know, nobody out there is, is confused by the two when I'm talking about it. Um, but just be careful because uh, CBD does, I think they do test for CBD in certain places. So, cause it is a cannabinoid. So uh, you have to be kind of careful with that. But anyway, let's go over to the leave subreddit hit 100 days, smoke free today. It feels amazing. Uh, it came from being addicted for 12 plus years to being 100 days smoke free. At first, it almost seems impossible, but trust me, it gets easier every week. I use a counting app because I don't have to neuro, uh, neurotic, neurotically check how many days I already have. Good luck to anybody. Uh, good luck to everybody who's on the same mission. You can do it. Yeah, good job. Glad you're able to get that going. That's awesome. I think when we're when we're talking about sobriety i think one of the most important things is is tracking how long you and you know there, there's a good and a bad to that because if you're tracking it it's like oh my god how much longer till a month how much longer because you know typically we have milestones which is like the three month mark is like once you get past that you're much more likely to do good um and then you know you face this kind of like weird reality where if you do if you do relapse at after that, like it, it, there's like a tender period. I don't know what it is, but I think it's before the year mark hits where if you relapse, you relapse hard, especially on like alcohol and you could end up fucking dying uh, because you, you, you end up like giving up. It, it, it's a lot like when, when you, um, after you get out of the hospital, there's this like, there's this tender time where you, th you know, you might be doing great and people will be like, oh my God, thank God he's getting help. But all of a sudden, you know, any, something might trigger you and it could lead you into a spiral of temptation of um of dangerous thoughts uh, anything like that so you have to be very careful with you know people need to try and keep an eye on you when you're going into when you're on the upswing right because even though you're on the upswing you may or may not be susceptible to you know re reaching rock bottom just as fast so Next post is, I guess I'm quitting. Sup, y'all? We do something I started getting into when I was 15 and used ever since 18 now. Uh, so, yeah, about three years. Okay, so if you see my most recent post, I have seen the tr the quote-unquote truth, or whatever you can call it. I'm totally done with this but drug bullshit, and I just want to focus on my life. Of course, I want to go on the raves in the summer and have fun, but I'm done with smoking weed just to relax. I don't really know why I posted here, but I feel like I'm safe here, I guess. Peace and love. I'm out. I want to clarify that I don't think I'm going to to going totally sober. I'm a dancer, and I love to dance more than anything in life. I haven't went to many raves in my life, but the ones I have, I feel totally free. I just dance for hours. 
I feel like I'm done with this drug bullshit in the sense I'm done tripping just a trip. My career is dancing as well, uh, so drugs definitely won't make my physical or mental state any better. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what's what's good for you. You know, I I, I know I know what's her name, uh, Demi Lovato got a lot of shit for uh, being California sober, which means I, I might be misrepresenting this, but I believe she's just smoking weed and that kind of stuff. So yeah, don't I think I think that's what California sober means. Don't don't quote me on that. But I, I think people look at sobriety as this wide this wide umbrella term that I, I, obviously let's not get this wrong, right? Sober means to be sober of everything. But when people start infringing on that and saying like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, they, they show addictive, uh, addictive qualities to things. So they end up saying, oh, you can't, you can't just be, you can't just replace one drug with another. In some cases you can, you know, I remember Dr. Drew talking about this where, you know, if somebody was on opiates and they, they went to marijuana and they just became hooked on that, he would much rather than be hooked on that than opiates. So opioids, sorry, whatever you call them. Uh, but when you think about it that way, yes, that actually does make a lot of sense. You know, now, do you want them to be fucking completely high all the time? Maybe not, but it'd be better than them being overdosed or being killed for something, you know? So, yeah, you have to kind of weigh the pros and the cons of some of these things because there are going to be moments in life where, you know, it's probably, it's probably a better idea to do one thing than another. Right. Uh, for a long time, you know, when I got sober, like food just became my thing, you know, uh, which is definitely not good. And when food didn't become my thing, then, you know, now food still is a big part of my life. Right. When I, when I do my cheat days, I go freaking hard on them. But, you know, when we're talking about, you know, other things. Now it's become YouTubing, podcasting. Like I said, people don't really listen to these podcasts that I'm doing. But I remember hearing a podcast host talk about, you know, the importance of never giving up. And I want to I wanna honor that because I was just thinking to myself the other day, like, wow, I, I quit everything for this particular thing. Not saying I'm not doing well on my other podcasts, but uh, Mental Health Casual has been kind of on the decline lately. And I think I'm okay with that. You know, I, I don't, I didn't start, I started thinking to myself, why did I start this channel? Did I start it to become popular or what, what happened here? And that's when I started thinking to myself, wow, I, you know, I've gotten so much out of this channel in general and hearing these stories every day are so, you know, inspiring, but also eye-opening. you know, you, you don't think about what people are going through, you know, I, I was talking about this on my other podcast today is that people are so similar, but we, when we are different, we're very different, but overall we're more similar than not, you know? And when you look at it like that, it's like, wow, you know, we, we, we have this interesting dilemma, the human dilemma, which is to look at anything different and to point it out and to make sure that it's demonized. But we also want individuality. So it's, it's so strange to think about it that way because then all of a sudden individuality becomes so scary, you know, and you know, once you're individualistic, people start looking at you like you are different. You're like completely like you're a different species than somebody else. So yeah, it's a very strange thing. And when we're looking at, you know, different types of sobrieties, you know, I mean, for me, total sobriety was the best thing for me because everything I tried just kept getting me. I just kept getting hooked to it, man. I just kept getting hooked to it. I did, you know, I did shrooms for a little bit after I stopped uh, smoking weed and, or after I stopped uh, drinking. 
and I'll be honest with you, like I just I clinged on to it. Like I just wanted to to shroom out. And I was like, man, what the fuck am I doing? I, I didn't think shrooms were addictive. Then I just realized, oh, I'm just I just have a, an addictive personality, you know. Now, would I ever do psychedelics again? Maybe, you know, when I have my shit together, maybe. Um, but, you know, nothing nothing like acid or anything like that. It'd have to be, like, one of the more, like... It'd have to be, like, a, you know, when they do those, like, ay- ayahuasca trips or something like that, like, where you're with a group of people. That seems like it'd be a little bit better, but I, I don't know. I- I'd, have to, I'd have to think about it a little bit more. Uh, but definitely not anytime soon. So let's go over to the next post here. Don't know what to do. I'm having trouble stopping. So I've been smoking every day for 10 plus years, used in total 20. I want to stop so bad. Don't need, oh, wow, 20. Wow. Okay. Uh, Don't need to explain why, but it's damn near every reason that's been posted before. It's draining the life out of me. Problem is my husband is even worse, but zero communication to quit. Like dab every few hours, angry if he can't get high and spending money we should spend on it. Um, Excuse me, spending money we shouldn't spend on it. Um recently found he's been hiding a vape pen too, a THC vape pen. I can't take it. I feel like I can't get better with this influence. We need to, we need to, we have small children. Don't know if this is a post about me or my husband really, but I do need some device. Please, please. We're both in need of therapy or for emotional issues. Uh, and that's why we use weed as a crutch for so long. Yeah. You know, this is tough because once it starts infect, it, once it starts becoming like a relationship thing, you need to, uh, you you need to talk to your husband about it, um, whether it be cutting down or, you know, because ultimately, listen, if this is a problem for your husband, so this is where I, I try and differentiate a problem from an uh, from an addiction, right? So you can have an addiction and still not have a still not have it pose a problem to your life, right? If you're, I don't know, if you're Joe Rogan, you know, he doesn't smoke this much a day, but I'm just gonna like give him as an example and exacerbate something right um let's say he smokes fucking uh, an ounce a week which is a fucking lot it is a lot to smoke an ounce a week for people that don't know like uh, a typical blunt is rolled with a gram and an ounce is about 28 what, what was it when i i think it was 27 to 28 ounces or sorry 27 to 28 grams excuse me so that's a lot to smoke in one week that's a lot to smoke in one week by yourself by yourself by the way so let's say he did do that and he was still killing his podcast, still doing that. I wouldn't say there was too much wrong there. You know, I would just say, Hey, listen, he's, he's doing what he does and he's successful. As long as it doesn't have any problem with his family or anything like that. Now, obviously you could say that you can have the argument like, Oh wait, what if he stops all of a sudden? What if there for some reason he's not able, able to procure weed? What will happen then? And then you say, Oh, well, that's an interesting question. Will he, but will he ever have a shortage or anything like that? You don't know. So yeah, for, for me thinking about it like that, you have to, you have to kind of think about that now, since it does sound like you're spending money that you shouldn't be spending on weed, that's where it becomes a problematic. So yeah, therapy would be a great thing for you guys to do. Uh, Simply talking about it though, would be great. And you have to make sure this is, this is where it, this is where the problem comes in. You have to talk to each other while you're both sober. I, I'm telling you, I've had this conversation so many times when I was high, and I just did not give a shit. I just, I did not give a shit if somebody was telling me, "Hey, you're smoking too much, buddy," because I was like, "Ah, you just trying to kill my good time, cuz get the fuck out of here." You know, it's changed my voice and everything. Um, but yeah, that's you have to talk to each other while you're sober, and it's—I'll it, be honest with you—it's going to be a very uncomfortable conversation because 
you're probably going to be irritable because you're not high. You're, you're probably you're probably not gonna want to because you're not high. You know, do, do, dealing with anything when I was not high. I remember when my dad died, and I I I wanted to get so high so bad, but I didn't want my cousins to see me like that. And I was like, oh my god, I just want to get so high right now. And once I got back home, man, I definitely did. But man, it was it was really tough for me to to deal with that, man. Um, but you know, it's probably it's just just tell him, hey, you know what? I, I'd like to, for us to talk, and I'd like for us to talk sober if we can. Like, please, like, just talk to me for just don't get high for an hour, and please, you know, uh, please, um. You know, please just give me an hour of your time where you're not high and, you know, then, you know, you're more than welcome to get high after that. I just need to talk to you for an hour. Uh, so, yeah, that can be really tough. And especially if you guys are feeding off of each other, that could also make it tough because, you know, all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, she's not stopping. Why, why should I stop? Or he's not stopping. Why should I stop? Or, you know, you see that happen. And if you see that happen too much, it could be terrible. See, that's kind of why I don't want a person. I like I don't want to get with a girl who drinks a lot. Because I know, dude, I remember I quit smoking for a while, for about a year probably. And then uh, this is like maybe back, how, how old was I? Maybe 22? Maybe 22, 23 or something like that. I quit smoking for like a year. And no, actually, no, no, no. I was way younger. I was uh, maybe nine. I was about 20, maybe. And man, dude, I remember I got with this girl and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I was just like, oh, I why don't we smoke weed? You know, she, she, you know, one of some, one of her friends had like all this fucking weed and I just started smoking and I got white, I got right back into smoking, man. I got right back into it. I got right into drinking. I got right into all this stuff. So I, I know for the future that I can't be with somebody that does things heavily, right. That does these things heavily. I, I don't mind if she has like a wine at, at dinner or something like that. But if you, if she starts to, just, you know, I can't, I just can't have somebody who's, who has addictive qualities. So, uh, or who does something way too much. But, if, you know, if she goes out and smokes a joint or something like that, if she does something like that, then it's not going to bother me. Uh, if she smokes a whole joint by herself, then I might be a little worried. But <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's go here. Made it lunch break. Made it to lunch break. Uh, I'm halfway through my first workday totally sober. I made it until lunch yesterday and caved. So I'm feeling proud of myself for not I'm trying to take this hour by hour and not think about my afternoon yet. Yeah, that's a good way to think about it. Like, listen, especially when you're really deep into it, people... You know, we, we like to think of these big milestones like, oh, I didn't I didn't smoke for a year. Oh, you, talk to me when you haven't smoked for a year. I mean, that's true. But you really have to think about it day by day, hour by hour, because it's when you start thinking about those big milestones that you never think about the little ones, you know, and then it leads to you feeling completely hopeless. Whereas those little milestones are going to be the ones that really get you to the 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 finish line you know just like when you're running and let's say you're you're jogging a mile and, and maybe like halfway through you're just feeling really tired it's the fact it's every fucking step after that that gets you to the re to the rest of it like believe me man when i when i'm like working out or something like that and i'm i'm just like oh man i may have put too much weight on this uh and all of a sudden you know i start i'm like okay i'm at three i got two more reps one so you're counting rep by rep and you're just like, oh, please just get me out of this shit right now. Uh, so, yeah, it can be it can be pretty tough to do that. But, you know, I I'm telling you, like, you know, just as much as just as important as the big milestones are, the small milestones are as well. Uh, let's go over to the next post here. Single dad struggling every Wednesday. 
because I hate when I have to drop off my kids or be or be picked up when my time is up with them. So my depression kicks in right right in, and all I want to do is smoke. But it's keeping me from growing as a person. Turning 33 next month and have been smoking since I was 15. Yeah, it's tough. This cycle needs to stop. I just don't know what to f- fill the void with. I don't really know what can be said. I just want to get my thoughts down somewhere. And, you know, people might be reading this. It's like, oh, just fill the void with your kids. It doesn't always work, right? Because you've been with your kids for so long. So it's it's almost like you need to fill your, – your kids make up another part of you. So without them, there'd be a void. But your your drug has been with you since you were 15. It's been with you longer than your kids, most likely, unless you're something, you know, you got somebody pregnant at 15. But when we're talking about this, you have to, um, you, you have to realize that if, if a drug has been with you for that long, it's super hard to quit because now it's become a, like he was talking about a cycle, it's become a habit, it's become uh, a custom, it's become tradition to just smoke, you know? So you really, you have to think about other things that could fulfill your time. And most likely, you know, especially in drug cases, it's usually a lack of of initiative or a lack of a mission, so to speak, you know, when you're talking about, when you're talking about a mission, right? We know when I was talking about William Branham the other day, you know, that's the thing that all military personnel have, right? They have this mission that they have to complete every single day, fold your clothes like this, do this, do this. When they come back to, to society, man, there's almost no mission because you have to make your own mission. It's, you know, you have to create your own mission. And that can be tough for people to, to comprehend because it's like, oh, wait, I've had this mission for all my life. Like, why why now all of a sudden don't I have a mission, you know? And then it, it can be like that, especially when you get out of school with uh, addicts and stuff because all of a sudden it's like, oh, do you go to college? Do you go to work? Do you go to this? Do you go to that? And it, you don't have anybody telling you, oh, maybe it's best if you don't do this. Maybe it's best if you don't do that. So, yeah, I would just try and find your mission, man. Uh, you know, whatever it may be, whatever, you know, if it's a hobby that you want to take to the next level, that's cool. You know, I mean, that's basically what anime was for me. Um, I took it and I, you know, I took it to the next level for it. So, excuse me. Anyway, let's go over to the next post here. Holy jeebus, y'all. <laughs> Sorry, that made me laugh a little bit too much. I spent about 25 years getting high every day. Although for several years now, I barely get high from weed, but still spend the money, time and energy. Excuse me. Over the last five weeks, I stopped smoking entirely. Ate 20 milligrams of weed edibles for each day, each day for three weeks. Um, this amount gives me exactly zero effects. I went down to 10 milligrams a day for another two weeks. Day two with none, and while the dreams are insane, I haven't indulged even a bit. The urge to get uh, to get weed has been easily outweighed by the hassle, and I'm doing all right. Irritable as hell, and I'm baseline a persnickety asshole, so it's been really hard. But the fact is, there are no positives from weed anymore, just the shitty bits. Here's to another day without weed. Yeah, that's the tough part, because, you know, like me, and surprisingly, actually, one of my other friends who smokes still, he, you know, he doesn't get nearly as high as he used to. I mean, we do, we used to get blasted, man. Dude, the only way I would ever get blasted was from edibles, and even, dude, even then, it would it'd have to be 200 milligrams plus. And to put that in perspective for people, people who don't smoke or haven't eaten, eaten an edible, like typically 70 milligrams is enough to send some people through a hole. 20 milligrams is enough for people to feel something. For me, I wouldn't feel anything unless it was over 150 milligrams. And even then, not all that much. You know, I, I just didn't feel it all that much. And, you know, edibles, dude, they used to be, dude, I remember I ate, the most I've ever eaten was 500 milligrams of an edible. And, I, dude, I was in a hole for, I was in a hole for three days. It was 
crazy how how much I I literally died. Um, but yeah, and you know it's funny that he was talking about dreams, right? Because I I didn't realize this was such a common thing with people who quit smoking. But yeah, dude, the dream I I started just remembering my dreams all of a sudden, and it was it was pretty crazy. I didn't realize how didn't realize how much it it affected me and you know it makes me it makes me wonder if because there hasn't been all that much research done on whether or not weed interrupts your REM uh, REM cycle when you're sleeping and but there is a lot of you know arguments about alcohol alcohol does not it does definitely uh, affect your REM sleep so you're not able to sleep nearly as well right so yeah it's interesting um it's interesting when I'm thinking about that because you know, now that I am thinking about, uh, you know, certain things like that, it, it's, it, I would like to see more research done just so we can, not, not so like, you know, because listen, if you have to, if you have to smoke weed till you go to sleep, I, it doesn't bother me, but I'd like to at least have that research out there so that people know, like, listen, if you're doing it recreationally and let's say you're not getting enough in your REM cycle or something like that, you might want to consider stop. Uh, stopping smoking weed, you know, before bed, at least. I don't know. What, whatever it may be. Maybe you want to smoke weed in the morning or something like that. Wake and bake. I don't know. But yeah, it's it, it's interesting, man. And, you know, I'm glad to see that more people are starting to open up to this. Uh, not saying like everybody should not smoke weed or anything like that. I'm just saying people who shouldn't smoke weed uh, maybe shouldn't smoke weed. You know, that's all I'm trying to say. Anyway, guys, you can always check out all things casual at the link tree in the description box down below. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. As always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.